This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Timeline to terror. We are hearing about an explosion that has just taken place at the airport in Kabul. And what we've learned about the terror group. ISIS-K was behind these attacks. What is ISIS-K? Then, TV anchor George Stephanopoulos' COVID crisis. George is not here because his daughter, who is double vaccinated, has tested positive for COVID. And frat house surrounded. Were they being mocked by the frat boys? Plus... Spike Lee blowback over his September 11th documentary for HBO. Is he really pushing wacky conspiracy theories? And new trial for the notorious killer Scott Peterson, the juror at the center of the controversy. They claim she had it in for Peterson because she failed to disclose that she had been the victim of domestic abuse. Then, Aaron Andrews' heartbreaking revelation and freak out at the sixth birthday party. The Bigfoot stunt that backfired big time. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi and today for Deborah, America is in mourning today following the attack in Afghanistan that left 12 U.S. service members dead. At least one of the suicide bombers detonated a device while being searched by American military personnel. Now we're learning more about the timeline to the disaster and the terror group claiming responsibility. All the chilling warnings came true today. There's been an explosion outside the Hamid Karzai International Airport. Here's the timeline of the terror bombings. 5, 10 p.m. Tuesday, the president spells out the danger. Every day we're on the ground is another day we know that ISIS-K is seeking to target the airport and attack both U.S. and allied forces and innocent civilians. 7.04 p.m. yesterday, the U.S. Embassy tells American citizens in the crush at Kabul airport, leave immediately. America's gutsy network reporters are ordered to leave Afghanistan. NBC's Richard Engel. We've just arrived in Doha, Qatar from Kabul. ABC News' Ian Panel. We are out. The U.S. military ordered all media to leave the base at very short notice. 7.03 a.m. today, CBS News' Charlie Daggett makes this dire forecast. There's now a specific threat that ISIS in Afghanistan could target the airport. Three hours later, it happens. We have just heard from the Pentagon press secretary. There has been some sort of explosion outside the Kabul airport. The blast was centered at the gate of the airport by the Baron Hotel. The attack on the Abbey Gate was followed by a number of ISIS gunmen who opened fire on civilians and military forces. At this time, 
We know that 12 U.S. service members have been killed in the attack. All signs point to ISIS-K, a terror group not many Americans knew existed until recently. It seems likely in this case that ISIS-K was behind these attacks. So what is ISIS-K? It's an offshoot of the Islamic State, and they're even more extreme than the Taliban. ISIS-K and the Taliban are sworn enemies, and so it's very unlikely that ISIS-K and the Taliban are going to be working together. Pentagon officials say they are following a number of active threat streams and expect more attacks to come. Turning now to the pandemic, which has hit close to home for ABC's George Stephanopoulos. Today, his Good Morning America co-host revealed that his daughter, who is fully vaccinated, has tested positive for COVID. Jim Murray has details. George Stephanopoulos is in quarantine today, absent from the set of GMA after his daughter tested positive for COVID. George is not here because his daughter, who is double vaccinated, has tested positive for COVID. He is quarantining in accordance with Disney protocols. and We certainly wish his entire family the very best. Both Stephanopoulos and his wife, comedian Allie Wentworth, had COVID back in April 2020. They have two teenage daughters, 19-year-old Elliot and 16-year-old Harper. It's not clear which of them has come down with the virus. Thousands of students are in quarantine after outbreaks in schools across the nation. Three weeks into Mississippi's school year, almost 12,000 students have tested positive, with nearly 29,000 now quarantined. Many schools are enforcing mask mandates, and tensions are rising. In Fort Lauderdale, a dad was arrested after cops say he pushed a student as he escorted his daughter into school without a mask. In California, Drew and Victoria Nelson were asked to leave their school for refusing to wear masks. When does it end? Their dad, Gary Nelson, recorded his conversation with the sheriff's deputy when he came to bring them home. It is our religious freedom that is at stake here. It's not an excuse. Um, It's truly a religious belief that we have. And in these tense times, a Texas dad who supports mask mandates was met with whoops and cheers when he stripped down to his boxers at a school board meeting. He follows certain rules for a very good reason. His point? Sometimes we have to follow rules, even ones we don't like, for the benefit of everyone. If you would mind putting your pants back on, that would be appreciated. Definitely a first. Meantime, the Biden administration is expected to issue an updated recommendation that booster shots should be given six months after the original second shot, as opposed to the previously announced eight months. A frat house remains shut down today after a huge crowd surrounded it, loudly chanting for justice. They were furious after they say not enough was being done about a reported sex assault incident. Hundreds of college students swarmed a frat house after a frat brother allegedly raped a 17-year-old sorority girl. It happened at the University of Nebraska. The fraternity is Phi Gamma Delta, but it's more commonly known as Fiji, and it has a notorious reputation. Concerned students are demanding the frat be closed permanently. An online petition to ban Fiji forever has already garnered more than 210,000 signatures. I think that they should be banned. At least this chapter should be banned from the UNL campus. Um, 
and we we plan to protest every night until so. The sorority girl said she was raped Monday night. The students gathered bellowed out the suspect's name for the entire campus to hear. We are not playing the audio because no arrests have been made. Video circulating on social media appears to show members inside the house laughing at the protesters. Did you see that video? Yes, I did. I don't have any words to describe how livid I am about that video. We are closing the fraternity house and suspending operations, the school chancellor announced. The fraternity says they take the allegations very seriously and are cooperating with authorities. They also say they are prepared to take immediate and appropriate action pending the investigation. As we approach the 20th anniversary of 9-11, director Spike Lee is finding himself under fire. As Stephen Fabian reports, he's being criticized for spotlighting debunked conspiracy theories about the attacks. Director Spike Lee is under fire for including 9-11 conspiracy theories in his new HBO documentary series about the September 11th attacks. It's garnering negative headlines around the country. In the documentary, Lee reportedly appears to agree with members of a controversial organization called Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, who believe in the debunked theory that the Twin Towers were brought down by a controlled explosion and not the hijacked planes. In an interview with the New York Times, the famed director says he still has questions about what really happened on 9-11. The amount of heat that it takes to make steel melt, that temperature's not reached. The same views got Rosie O'Donnell into hot water in 2007. There were hotel fires that yeah. lasted hours and hours and hours and hours, and buildings never fell. We spoke to MIT so, professor uh, Thomas Eager, who has debunked the conspiracy theory. They basically draw a conclusion that they think there's a conspiracy and then they throw out any data that doesn't fit their conclusion. Right. Don't have a closed mind. That's what you're dealing with here. The conspiracy theorists have closed minds. Spike Lee seems to be taking the criticism to heart. In a statement released by HBO today, he announced, I'm back in the editing room and looking at the eighth and final chapter. I respectfully ask you to hold your judgment until you see the final cut. The final part of Spike Lee's documentary, which includes the conspiracy theories, debuts on HBO on September 11th. Almost two decades ago, Scott Peterson was convicted of killing his wife, Lacey, and their unborn son. He's currently serving a life sentence inside San Quentin. But could he get a new trial? That's what he's fighting for, claiming juror misconduct. Notorious wife killer Scott Peterson is one step closer to getting a new trial. In what's considered a huge break for Scott Peterson's defense team, a judge has ruled there will be a new hearing to determine if there was jury misconduct nearly two decades ago in Scott Peterson's murder trial. The dispute centers around juror Rochelle Nice, who got a lot of attention at the trial in 2004 for her hair and clothes. She was affectionately nicknamed Strawberry Shortcake. I have one comment for Scott. You look somebody in the face when they're talking to you. Peterson's defense team claims she purposefully got on the jury to convict Peterson because she had faced domestic abuse in her own life while pregnant, which they say she failed to disclose. Peterson, now 48 years old, is serving a life sentence in San Quentin. 18 years ago, Peterson's trial riveted the nation 
after his pregnant wife Lacey disappeared on Christmas Eve, a month after he had started an affair with massage therapist Amber Fry. I spoke to Peterson's former defense attorney, Mark Garagos. Do you think Scott Peterson deserves a new trial? Absolutely. There's no question he deserves a new trial. He, he didn't get a fair trial back in, uh, you know, almost 20 years ago, and he deserves a new trial now. Janie Peterson, Scott Peterson's sister-in-law, told Inside Edition she's fighting to clear his name. It's the path to justice. It's not necessarily easy, but it's the path we're on. Legal analyst Royal Oaks says, fasten your seatbelt. It's shocking that the idea of juror misconduct by one person could upset the apple cart and totally derail one of the highest profile trials we've ever seen. But in fact, if the juror lied about her background, Scott Peterson could get a new trial and could go free. In a 2017 interview, juror Rochelle Nye said she did not lie to get on Peterson's trial and that her situation was not similar to Lacey's. She's a successful TV host, but there is a goal Aaron Andrews is still longing to achieve, motherhood. She's now revealing she has had multiple infertility treatments trying to have a child, and she is not ashamed. Aaron Andrews is opening up about her struggles to have a baby. The 43-year-old TV personality says she's undergoing her seventh round of IVF. I've been trying to do IVF treatment for a while now, but sometimes it doesn't go the way you want it. Your body just doesn't allow it, Andrews writes in a powerful new essay. The one-time Dancing with the Stars host is married to ex-NHL player Jarrett Stoll and recently beat cervical cancer. She says she's not ashamed to share her latest journey. Instead of feeling ashamed, we need to give ourselves more love. There are so many of us going through this, and it's just not talked about. Andrew says she has been having fertility treatments for the last eight years and calls it an emotionally draining process. And Reese Witherspoon is in the news by starting her day with a celebration in her kitchen. Here's why. It's Reese Witherspoon, Dancing Queen. What's got her grooving in bright yellow sweats? When the kids go back to school and you have the house to yourself, Reese posted, along with three somersault emojis, one for each of her kids. The Oscar winner did her back-to-school dance in the kitchen while prepping her morning coffee and handful of cake. Go, Reese! We're with you, Reese. Her youngest child is eight years old. And we'll be back with much more Inside Edition after this. Next, kite surfing disaster. He's caught in a gust of wind. I'm sorry, go against the building. Oh my God. And freak out at the sixth birthday party. The Bigfoot stunt that backfired big time. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
It was an activity he loved, kite surfing, but his last time up in the air ended in disaster when strong winds caused him to crash into the side of a building. Now the panic 911 calls made by witnesses on the scene have been released. Surveillance video shows the exact moment a kite surfer slams into a beachfront home. You can see him flying through the air. Wind gusts were clocked at 40 miles an hour. Witnesses called 911. He was windsurfing on the beach. Sudden wind came. His windsurf picked up and threw him against the building. Then he went down. He's unconscious on the floor. He's bleeding. I saw him go against the building. Oh, my God. The kite surfer was carried 400 feet before slamming into the home. This unexpected gust came through, and and unfortunately, he didn't have enough time to release from the kite. The kite surfer has been identified as 61-year-old Fred Salter, who is skilled in the sport. This really, truly is a, a freak accident. Fred Salter is being remembered as a loving grandfather and a cancer survivor. We'll be back with much more Inside Edition after this. Still to come, freak out at the sixth birthday party. The Bigfoot stunt that backfired big time. Ah! Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cashback events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. It's a birthday party that didn't go as planned because the parents decided to invite Bigfoot. Yes, Bigfoot as a special guest. Les Trent tells us what happened next. These kids are having a complete meltdown at a six-year-old birthday party. A special guest has just arrived. Oh no, it's Bigfoot. There's the creature with a bunch of party balloons. The beast scares the daylights out of the kids who think he's for real. The parents do what they can to calm them all down. They hired the Bigfoot character thinking what a fun thing this would be for the kids. Instead, they got frenzy. She came with balloons and a bow in her hair and a tutu on. So I'm like, oh, this will be cute and fun. Well, my kids didn't really have that reaction. So who's inside the Bigfoot costume? This lady, Stephanie Pamplin. I kind of get that a little bit every once in a while. It took a while, but the kids finally calmed down, especially when the parents give Bigfoot a hug, assuring the kiddies that Bigfoot is a friendly monster. Even I'm scared. Sheesh. And coming up next, it's the running of the chickens. Finally today, some chicken. Chickens. Talk about a chicken run. What are they so afraid of? It's a farmer imitating a sheep. And this horse's favorite snack is potato chips. I think he likes mom's chips. He loves them so much, he's grinning ear to ear. (laughs) Who doesn't love chips? We'll see you next time. 
If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.